With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summit Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Welcome to the two-time Spin Award-nominated, two-time Stellar Award-considered, controversial, off-the-meat radio station in the land. It is your boy, the Psalmist Voice. With an all-star lineup just for you. Live on 365 Daily. And you can catch us on FB Live at TPP Radio. Let's go. Starting with the exclusive interview with your boy, the Thomas Boyce, by appointment only. Sunday, TPP Reloaded with the Familia at 2 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio.
good family, it's your boy, the Thomas Boyd, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton, and you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! and understanding 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. So, family, we have an exciting show for you today. So, family, hold on a second. I think somebody... Uh-oh, I think somebody's at the door. Let me see who's at the door, family. Let's see. Uh-oh, we know what that sounds like. Familia is in the building, starting with this young man just purchased, just actually just wrote a book. You can get it on Amazon. He is Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright, all the way from Cali. Then we have Minister Cyron Williams from Jovina Distributing, Jovina Under the Hood, and last but not least, he is my apostle. He also has a show, Illuminating Word Ministries, right here on the Summer's Voice Radio Network at 5 p.m. Wednesdays. Ladies and gentlemen, the familiar is in the building. What the? Hey, hey, what's going on, brother? How y'all doing today? We good, man. We good. Yes, sir. Everybody's in the building, and we are excited. So, of course, without further ado, see, I like doing this because, and I love when Minister Siron's on because I get the kind of laugh of what our version of cold is. Yeah. So, so family, (laughs) it looks like today it's going to be a nice, 71 degrees and sunny. There's, they're anticipating some rain later, but you know how Texas is. It's bipolar. So we don't know what we're going to get from one day to the next. But again, we thank God for what we're about to have. So it's a good weather just to sit out and chill. So enough with Texas. Pastor Nehemiah. How is it over there in Cali? Praise the Lord. It's another beautiful, lovely day in Southern California. Over here in San Diego, we're looking at 86 degrees. 86, that's right, you heard it right. 86 degrees in the month of March. So you know what? I can't complain. God is good. And before you get too excited or you get jealous looking at this weather over here, I want you to know that we pay for it, y'all. They make us pay for it. Oh, yeah. But God is oh, good. Yeah. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm just thanking God for another day God has blessed us with. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get to the upper part of the United States. Minister Siron, how is it in your neck of the woods? <laughs> we ain't in the 80s or the 70s around here. <laughs> we got a balmy, 
42 degrees, cloudy, and the rain will start in 13 minutes. Oh, wonderful. That, that's great. Cold and rainy? Oh, great. Yeah. That's wonderful. But I tell you oh. what, in March, a normal March is about 22 degrees right now. So we'll take the 42. Oh, wow. We'll take the 42. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, we're going to go to the East Coast. Where I'm from, Plainfield, New Jersey, Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker. How is it in your neck of the woods? Well, God bless you, brother. It's a little, little rainy, a little precipitation, but 61 degrees here. Uh, it's a pretty nice uh, day after having 30s and 40s. Um, a nice day, a little rainy right now. But other than that, the Lord is good, and we'll take whatever he gives you need the sunshine as well as the rain. God bless you, Psalmist. Amen. Back to you. Yes, sir. Well, family, we got a lot going on right now. I had a successful surgery. Noah, I didn't have a loose wire in my head. I had a loose wire in my back. So they had to open me up, put the wires back in, close me up. I'm doing okay. I rested for a couple of days. But again, I just thank God for how far we technology. I'm just saying. So, I mean, we tease a lot. You know, people that know me personally, we tease a lot about me being the the $6 million man. But technically, I only had $3 in my pocket and lint balls. Yeah, that was kind of corny. But, yeah, yeah. So, I'm technically the $3 man, but the equipment that's in me, Costs a whole lot more than that. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Man. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. But we're doing. I'm doing fine, family. Thank you so much for your prayers and and all that. And it definitely helped because everything's been smooth. I'm on day three, so I'm good. So, anywho, of course, family, if you did not know, we this is we have two more days left. If you have not voted for the Summer's Voice Radio Network, we have been we are a candidate for the 2021 Stellar Awards for Best Internet Radio Station of the Year. Now, I know a lot of you have been a little confused about how to vote. I'm going to give it to you real simple. Go to the, the StellarAwards.com. Go to the current events section of the page. You will see radio ballot. Click that. Then go to category five. Then you will see www.tpvradionetwork.com, the Thomas Voice Radio Network, Pastor Christopher Newton, we're kind of sort of in the middle of everyone else. And again, congratulations to everyone else that's on the ballot that do internet radio. But we are definitely excited because you all, family, have been tremendously helpful. You guys have been voting like crazy. So we will find out, and I'll let you know as soon as I find out if we make it to the next round. So public voting will start 
in April. So if you didn't vote now, you still will have a chance to vote in April. We will see how things go, but we are definitely excited. And thank you, 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 and you. Thank you, Cousin Pookie. Thank you, JJ. Thank you, Juanita. Thank you, all of them cousins. Thank you so much for voting for us. It's still time to vote, so still vote. Whether you voted or not, find somewhere else to vote at. Another mobile app, another computer, wherever it is, just vote. Anyway, we also have been nominated, big difference, for the SPIN Awards 2021. Now, information will come momentarily. The Osama's Voice Radio Network has been nominated also as Internet Radio Station of the Year, and we also have three shows this year on the Spin Awards. We have Dorothy Patterson, a reality coach. We also have Saturday's Perfect with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones, and the Psalmist Voice Reloaded. Wow, that's a lot. But we praise God Make for the it. doors that are opening. Yes, I, 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 God has just been so good, man. I, I can't even put into words. But let me finish my shout-outs. Of course, i got to give a shout-out to the First Lady, First Lady Shanice Newton for holding it down, TPB Enterprises, TPB Ministries, TPB Radio. She does all the other stuff, and I thank God for her. Also, my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And I can't forget you, Radio Family. And I can't forget the man that is responsible for all this. The, he is my healer. He is my savior. He is my daddy. He is my everything. And that's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for doing what you do for me, Father. And the best is yet to come. So we're live right now on Facebook. You see my big old mug. You can go to Facebook at TPB Radio, or you can go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. Click the icon that's flashing live now, and you can hear us on the radio as well. So that's all my plugs, gentlemen. Woo, I'm done. So, Pastor Nehemiah, I want you to tell the family about what God has done for you with this new book. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to let you have your minute. So, this young brother, Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright, his hat right now is on fleek, and he's ready to give it to you. So, Pastor Nehemiah, you have the floor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All praise be to our to the Most High God, the Almighty God. Uh, some call him Jehovah. Some call him Yahweh. But, you know, I just like to say the name of Jesus Christ. And I just thank God for, you know, who he is, that he's a loving father, that we have a God that just loves over us and watches us and loves us so much that he created an entire universe just for us to be the crowning glory of it. And, you know, it's one thing about this world that we see that we're living in is that, you know, we're living in a time of a lot of worry and anxiety, a lot of selfishness, a lot of things that we pursue uh, that can leave us down and out that can leave us devastated you know the bible says there's a way that seems right into the into man but in the end is destruction and so i was somebody who fell victim to this in my depression in my my time of anxiety 
the Holy Spirit began to, to speak to me as I sat down, as I actually made myself feel and, and put myself in a position to where I could hear from God, the Holy Spirit spoke to me on a daily basis to, to teach me about anxiety on how to overcome. And so he gave me all these words inspired by the Holy Spirit. He gave me these words to write down. And as I wrote them down, it just flowed like a river. And I wrote this book back in 2017. It was a time I was going through a very bad divorce. And the Lord just dealt with me. And I was in a place to where I couldn't see myself coming out of. But with the help of the Lord, he helped me overcome that anxiety. He helped, me, he helped me overcome my fear. He helped me overcome my depression as I just sat still and allowed him to bless me. And so the Lord gave me this work and commanded me to share with other people. And so the name of this book, you guys, is called The Christian Comeback. And so you can come back to who you really are. So you can be aware of who you are. It's a short read. God knows that I was never someone who wants to read hundreds and hundreds of pages just to forget what I read. But it was something that I would read, something I would do. And I wanted to share with you what the Lord has shared with me. And this book, you guys, is blessed. Brothers and sisters, it's been prayed over. And it's been guaranteed that if you read this book, you will find peace. You will find joy. Now, this is not the only book. Of course, I, the Bible is the number one book. But I believe if you had the opportunity to have somebody explain what they're reading, explain some of the word of God, in a way that can be understood by a child, you would love this book. I don't come at you with just big words of theology and, and words that will throw you off so I can seem like I'm smarter than you. That is not something that I plan to do with this book. This book is truly to help you find comfort because that's what the, what the Lord, our God, has commanded me to be. The name Nehemiah itself means I am comforted. And so the same comfort that the Holy Spirit has comforted me with, I wanted to comfort you with. So I, I encourage Amen. you, go to Amazon, type in Nehemiah Fulbright, type in Christian Comeback, you'll find that book. Go to Kindle, type in Christian Comeback, look for the author, Nehemiah L. Fulbright, purchase this book. I promise you, it will bless you. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Amen. Mr. Siron! Your shout-out. First of all, I'd like to give a shout-out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom our blessings come from our Heavenly Father, as given by the Holy Spirit. I thank him for each of you, my brothers, who minister on a daily to make a difference in the lives of others, for our Heavenly Father and for the kingdom of heaven, for my beautiful wife who stands by my side, who not only stands with me in ministry, but allows me to minister within our home. And may just God continue to watch over our businesses, Javina Distributing and Javina Under the Hood. You know, we're uh, blessed to be able to give 30% of the earnings that we make back to the community. And it wouldn't be possible without those who are willing to invest in our business, even as you have, Pastor Chris. And so thank you. And, uh, hey, I'm looking forward to this beautiful show we're going to have. Oh, yeah. Apostle, any shout-outs? Yeah, well, I give shout-out to you and give shout-out to the Lord for allowing you to go in and come back out in good shape. And uh, you and uh, 
your wife, Sister Shanice. We thank God for you and your family. And uh, we bless God for the platform, the, the Psalmist Voice Radio, uh, you know, network, giving this service to the body of Christ. Uh, we thank God for you availing yourself, pressing through the pain, pressing through, amen, all the infirmities. And uh, we thank you, praise God, for my wife and my daughters and all those who support me. And I thank you, praise God, for these brothers here, too, that we're able to come together. And uh, congratulations uh, on the book. And uh, I'd like to talk more to my brother about who he got to to publish that book because, you know, I have a couple books coming up now. But, but yeah, just shout out to everybody and and this this grace and peace to you. God bless. Back to you, Psalmist. Amen. Well, family, I think we got everything out the way. Of course, you know that we need to pray for our nation and its leaders. That is our mandate as believers, just lifting our leaders up in your prayers. So do that for me, please. So family, we are at part three of this series, Arrested Development. It has been a blessing not only to me, but to everybody that is hearing it. And I praise God for everything that he has done. So family, I think we're done with all the particulars. So you know what time it is, right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? CPD Radio Family, are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. The family, brothers, 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 are you ready to walk? (laughs) Let's walk. Let's do it. Let's get it. Let's go. Well, of course, we like to start the atmosphere outright, and we got a new joint from my boy from Trinidad and Tobago. You're going to see him this week on the exclusive interview Sterling Roberts with Fortress. We also have uh, Gonna Be featuring Dietrich Hatton, Nothing But the Blood, and of course, Colleen's own Jokia with Yahweh, and the list goes on and on. You are listening to the hottest, most off the meat rack controversial radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Voice Reloaded. And when we come back, me and the brothers, we're going to eat, and we're going to talk about this thing called Arrested Development. Keep it locked, family. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is the sound of the voice. I shall be my shield and defense. Defense. She's up in my shield and defense. Shield and defense. I've made my dwelling place. 
Shall not come night for me Holy Spirit outside and inside of me Shall turn up and be most high of me I had a dream, he 
said that life ain't even always what it seems Every test is a lesson, every lesson is a blessing If he choose to see the message Tell me what can watch away my I'm still standing by his grace, it disappeared. disappeared All of my failures, all my shame, now I see clear, I see clear. And that's because no other name has brought me near And I can't wait to see his face, I'm pressing on All my mistakes, they are erased and now I'm strong It's like the judge has closed the case, I can't move on And yeah, I've moved from place to place But now I've found where I belong It was the blood, it was the blood of Jesus It was the blood
it is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, Are you ready to walk? To walk? Let's go. And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Part three is 
God can change us, can he actually change the world around us? Mm. Yeah. If God can change us, can he change the world around us? Now, we need to look at Christ as the ultimate. I'm going to put you on mute, Minister Tyron, because I get a lot of background noise. We need to look at Christ and then remember his reflection on his posture. He called himself gentle and lowly of heart. He reflected a posture of humility before his father and the people he encountered. In John 5, Jesus explained that the son can do nothing by his what? Self. John chapter 13, Jesus, knowing who he was and where he was going, got up and humbly began to wash his disciples' feet and told them to go and do likewise. Also, in John chapter 14, verse 31, Jesus explained that the world needs to learn that he loves the Father and does not and does exactly what the father tells him to do. Now, Jesus is a perfect model of taking a humble posture spiritually. It brings us in step with the spirit and into alignment with the will of the father. It can alter our perspective also when we keep our eyes on the pastor no. Our eyes on the bishop. Uh, uh, no. Uh, eyes on the Thomas voice. Uh, uh, no. Eyes on the father. Our fear can turn into what? When we realize he is all powerful, he can, we can rely on him. Humble men and women of God. We ought to be able to come together and work together by loving one another and using all of the gifts God has given us. Humble posture before those we are seeking to reach communicates value and dignity and ultimately love. So, this is a game changer. Now, we talked about Christ-like, uh, being Christ-like last week. So here's the question, gentlemen, that's on the table. Now, spiritual growth, growth occurs gradually. In what phases does that happen? Uh-oh. Yeah. Spiritual growth occurs gradually. In what phases does that happen? So, Mr. Siron, you are up first, then we'll go to Chaplin, then we'll go to Nehemiah, and then we'll top it off with Apostle. So, Mr. Siron, you have the floor. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, question right there, right? But it happens at different stages for most of us. Well, yeah, for most of us. 
my, I was brought up in the church, and so I've known the, the Lord my entire life. But it wasn't until I had brain surgery, well, was getting ready to have brain surgery, and I wasn't sure, you know, what the doctors was telling me was what God wanted. And so I didn't believe it. So I had two choices, believe the doctors or believe in God's word, put faith in the Lord or put faith in the doctors. And it was the moment I decided that trusting the Lord fully in my healing and in my growth that I began to grow and begin to truly understand who the Lord is in my life. Wow. Awesome. Chaplain, are you in the building? Same question, man. Spiritual growth occurs gradually. In what phase? You have the floor. Amen, amen. Bless everybody today. Um, man, uh, Starts with start with repentance. Um, you know, you have to have a heart of repentance and, and that's humility. The second phase um, is denying of self. You have to be accountable what we do, um, and that's what Jesus taught his disciples: denying of self, discipline. Um, you, you you have to develop a study habit. Um, you have to develop a prayer life And this is not just In Bible study with everybody At the church And this is not just in the prayer meeting with everybody You have to develop that With the saints and on your own um, And God will Honor these things once he sees That you're willing to make Those kind of sacrifices um, And Yield yourself to him with discipline, I think discipline is very, very, very uh, uh, weak in a lot of ministries. Um, we often give God uh, everything. I gave it to God. I believe in God. But we have to also do something as well. Um, we have to work at our own soul salvation. We have to stop putting ourselves in bad situations and circumstances and come out from among those who uh, oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ in love. Um, and I think with those phases, um, you're going to see some, some tremendous development and growth because the Holy Spirit will have more access to your life um, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Amen. That's Nehemiah. Same question. Spiritual growth occurs gradually. In what phases? Hey Amen. So, uh, Pastor Chris, just to clarify, you saying phases? P H A S E S or phases? Oh, phases. P H A. Okay. S E S. Got you. So, uh, I already like what was said so far by the man of God. And uh, if I didn't greet you, I greet you all, my brothers, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, love you all. Uh, excellent question. First thing I want to start off is, is to say that growth never stops. So we're always at a level to where we're constantly grown, and we could always be constantly grown. So if we get to a place to where we think we're so grown, we're in error. Okay? So we always have, and we should always be open 
like the man of God said, a, a sense of humility to always be aware that every opportunity can be an opportunity for growth, you know. Uh, and I like to compare it to a plant with the term that we have called photosynthesis. Everyone knows photosynthesis is where, you know, plants create uh, from sunlight, they, they create food, and that causes them to grow, okay? So I, it's so many different stages. You have your stages and your phases to where you see the roots being developed. The roots being developed is that sense of humility, like the man of God just said. Those are those things that's done be, behind uh, closed doors in the secret place that God talks about. And when you praise God in the secret place, when you start to acknowledge him and develop a relationship with him, like those roots are developing a relationship and being established, that's when God awards you openly. So now we get to see that plant sprout from the ground because of the stages that's been done underneath the ground, okay? And, and bringing in the nutrients, finding out where to go, you know, what church to be fed from, the word of God, the truth that's going to bring that living water to let your roots grow strong and deep, okay? And now when you sprout, you always have to be looking towards the sun. The sun, in this stage, the photosynthesis, the sun, of course, is light, but we know our sun, we can look at it as Jesus Christ, who is our light, okay? And as we take in him, these stages can, can help us grow every day. A plant must grow every day. A plant must be looking at the sun every day. If you block off the sunlight from that plant, you're not going to grow. So we know we have those phases to where we grow more as we're in the secret place and then when we're looking towards the sun, okay? And you have to be in a place where you can breathe. You're not going to grow if you're surrounded by people who are choking out your vine, choking out your flowers. There must come a time in our lives that we must cut off some people so we can grow. So something doesn't restrict us from growth. And once you notice something that's restricting you, you will only notice that from your time uh, of humility, the time that you spent developing those roots in your prayer closet underneath the ground where no one can see. That's when you start to know who is on the Lord's side and who is not on the Lord's side. Who you need to cut off and what you need to get rid of. Praise God. Amen. Apostle Walker, lay it down for me. Spiritual growth occurs gradually. In what phases you have the floor, sir? Well, well, my brothers, when you talk about spiritual growth, that's exactly what it is. God is not a respecter of person. Uh, the more you stay in the Word of God, the more, as the brother said, the more you stay before God and you do your due diligence, study. God's not a respected person. People grow at different stages based on their interaction with the Lord, based, based on their, their study time, based on their disciplines. Uh, amen. That causes, we can all start out the same time. But if I'm not if I'm not giving my all to the Lord, then you're gonna you're gonna find that there's gonna be a variation of uh, there's gonna be a variation of uh, relationship because we're not all uh, or you may not be giving your time the way I'm giving my time. You may not be seeking the Lord the way I'm seeking the Lord. So so what happens? It comes in stages. It comes in phases. 
And so uh, as we apply, as I say this, when they talk about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is there. But you cannot expect somebody that's been in ministry three years or five years. I've been in ministry 46 years. So you can't expect them to be at the same place that I'm at when I'm constantly pressing and striving towards the things of God. So that's unfair to put them in the same place where I'm at. So, so that's what happens. That's why you have stages. As, as much as you press towards the Lord, that's what's going to bring your growth. Amen. Well, there's one error that I try to avoid. is thinking that God has not given us everything we need to grow. And equally dangerously wrong belief is that growth will occur overnight. Everyone on this panel just said that. It doesn't happen overnight. Now, what really gets to me, gentlemen, is that we got this thing called microwave faith. Uh-oh. I'm getting in trouble with this one. We, we, we have these concepts that we just put our hands on it. Lubricate our hands with Crisco, I mean olive oil, and boom, it's supposed to happen. No, it gradually grows. See, we're so used to this microwave popcorn sermon, microwave popcorn faith, that when things don't go our way, we're ready to bounce on God. And in all actuality, God works on his timing, not ours. And see, that's what jacks a lot of us up to. But it's equally dangerous to believe that we have this microwave faith. Just as a newborn baby develops gradually, right? And only after much nourishment and proper care, so it is with the babe in Christ. Uh-oh. Let, 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 let me say that again. Because, uh, gentlemen, I know... You know, there's some ministries, not all. You know, we, we, we go to this uh, advanced course. You know, we have these things in school where you're in an accelerated course and stuff like that. But see, my thing with God is, right, it takes time to understand this word. And Apostle was absolutely right. Yeah, you might think you can get it within three years, but at the same time, you have to respect the time, the aging, and, and how the press was done, how the diamond was made to get to that point. I'm a young lion in the faith, and I'm not going to sit here and say I got all the answers. I'm not going to sit here and say that our ministry is the next big thing. But the thing that we all need to understand is that we are constantly growing as believers. We should expect that people that are new to the faith are drinking milk. We say that all the time. That's the metaphor we use. Oh, they're drinking milk. They can't eat meat right now, which is the more complex word, which is the theology and all that, Greek and Hebrew. And then you crawl before you walk. But see, this is what I'm understanding about God, gentlemen. God understands this better than we do and he patiently works with us in our timeline the way we learn 
the way we understand, the way we process the Word of God. He's the only one that can put you on an accelerated course. He's the only one that can make you look in the mirror so you can get your stuff right so when you preach the gospel of Christ, it's no, it's no uh, cases. There's no filters. There's no blind spots. You'll, you're easily found in the spirit. Like they say, like, like spirit, no like spirit. That's what we say too. But there's some truth to that. We'll get into that later on. Now, we see that this principle illustrates in according or in approach Christ took to his disciples. Now, now watch this. Jesus carefully studied the life and he studied the ministry while showing that he was deliberate in the way that he related to and worked with his disciples because each of the gospels the writers record the life of Christ from their own perspectives right it can be difficult to see a pattern simply by reading through the New Testament however when the gospel accounts are combined unto a chronological narrative Jesus taught his disciples things that were appropriate for each phase of growth. Here we go. It is also clear that Jesus intended this his pattern to be repeated as before his return to heaven. He commanded his followers to make what? Disciples in all nations teaching the same thing he had taught them. Now, while people may labor, labor, label these phrases differently, they can be described as the following. So, my question on the table again, gentlemen. So, the phases that are described is establishing faith, laying foundation, equipping ministry, developing new leadership. So there are two dimensions to spiritual growth, equipping and restoring. So why are we missing the restoration part? Uh-oh, we done lost 10 people with that one, gentlemen. But I'm going to ask it anyway. So the first one, Mr. Siron, there are two dimensions of spiritual growth, equipping and restoring. But why are we missing the restoration? Your thoughts? Because uh, a lot of things that we face day to day, it's no longer about for many people coming together to serve the Lord together, but an individual basis. And to restore ourselves to the Lord, as was stated earlier by Chaplin, you got to know who he is. You got to get in his word and you've got to read his word. You've got to see why he wrote the laws that he wrote. 
why he commanded the things that he commanded, why he did the things that he did. And then you got to look at Jesus Christ. See what he taught. See how he walked. See how he talked. See the things that he did. And then look at the men of God in Scripture, how they operated in their lives and how they did things in response to God's word and the Holy Spirit's work. And most of the time now we hear people, these three words are stopping restoration based on what I've seen and understood. Well, I think, well, I feel, well, I believe. Instead of what Scripture says, God said, this is the understanding I received, so that it opens up dialogue. If there's no dialogue, there's no communication, and people aren't speaking to one another about who the Lord is, what the Lord has done, and what the Lord is doing, then it's kind of hard to be restored and, and feel some restoration. And when people go to church and they say, well, you know, I go to church for me. I go to church for me. Yeah, your salvation is yours, but you get to know the Lord so you can help others to get to know the Lord. If all you're doing is getting to know God for yourself and keeping him to yourself, then you might be in jeopardy of hearing, depart from me, doer of iniquity. I never knew you. And so, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Chaplain, same question. There are two dimensions to spiritual growth, equipping and restoring. So why aren't we doing any restoration? What's going on? Your thoughts? Amen. Well, equipping and restoring is is a part of advancing the kingdom of God. So we have to make sure that our vision is of the kingdom of God advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we have our own agenda, if we're Pharisees and scribes that oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ, then there cannot be any restoration. Um, we have too many men with their own desires building their own kingdoms. So we have to be plugged in to the vision of God that restoration coincides with the kingdom of God for the advancement of the gospel. I've seen it in my life, and I'm sure my men on this phone see it in their lives, but we didn't see it until we were locked in to his kingdom, his will being done by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. Pastor Nehemiah, your thoughts? Amen. So, uh, I love what the man of God said, you know, regarding restoration. And both men of God have touched on this, but there comes a, a, a point of selfishness that has to be addressed when it comes to restoring. Uh, equipping, equipping to me, uh, when I think about equipping, I, 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 I see in myself it's like giving. So when it comes to the church and giving, we give what? The gospel. So it's easy because the work has already been done for us. So it's easy for me to give you the gospel and say, hey, this is what the Bible says to do. But when it comes to a matter of restoring, restoring is like repair, fixing. That takes work. So now as, as I've given somebody the word of God and equip them, they go out into the world and they have challenges. They have things they face that wasn't explained to us, that wasn't explained to them. We just said, hey, go out there, be victorious, be strong, this. But they went out there and fought a battle. 
And if they come back for restoration, that means that they will probably beat down from that battle, from that struggle. And when they come back, we don't, we haven't even spent time with the Lord to really explain to this person, hey, this is how you overcome. We can't even build this person back up because nine times out of ten, some of us haven't even conquered that demon that that person was beat down by. So it's hard to restore because we say the word restore means to fix, to repair. To repair what? Repair somebody's faith. And that also comes with the individual. They have to have a changed mindset. They have to be have to be sold out to this theory, to this faith that we believe in, that God is all powerful. And the Bible says you have to what? Do what? Renew your mind. So many people are lazy that they don't want to renew their mind. They just want to take what was given because the take is very easy as well. So I can take the message that you gave me, but I don't want to actually put in the work when it says I have to renew my mind and see what it says to understand that I was not defeated, that I am victorious. And believing in that, that makes you victorious by that belief. And so when you come back, even if you had a moment to where you fail, you can come back and be restored because you can be lifted up when the word of God is given to you again. And you won't look at what you did and look at it like, okay, I failed. This doesn't work. No, you will believe in the power of Christ Jesus. And no, hey, I probably did something, but I can go face this again because God is with me. Maybe I didn't have the right mindset. Maybe I wasn't strong enough. Maybe I didn't go up to that level to have that stake yet, and that's why I vomited. Because my stomach couldn't handle it yet. But if I can keep on keeping on, then I can see my restoration come. Wow. Apostle Walker, lay it down for yes, me, sir. sir. Well, well, um, I, I believe what happens, again, we talk a lot about going to the streets and the real ministries out in the street. But in order to do effective uh, ministry, and the reason why you're not seeing effective ministry out there is because people have not been properly equipped in here. So because we haven't equipped people inside appropriately, and you have a lot of uh, emotional people trying to go out there and do emotional stuff and tell people, but they don't know what to, they don't know what to tell people, and they're not telling people things according to Scripture. And, and so it's it, it, it's one thing to say, uh, you know, go out and remember reconciliation is people have the wrong message, and uh, you know, uh, message comes by preaching, uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. But what people are preaching a lot of is don't don't do this and don't do that. You got to stop doing this, brother. You got to stop doing this, and that's not the street message. The street message is simply that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself Not holding their trespasses against him It doesn't mean you live crazy But I'm not going to tell a drug dealer Man stop swinging drugs And God will save you So because we don't have the right message You don't get the right results We talked about the right results But you're getting the wrong results Because you keep doing the wrong thing You must change your method uh, To get the right results So you can't get the right results By doing the same old thing That we're doing Telling people why they're why they're going to hell and why they're—that's not what—that's not the message. Wow. Woo! This is heavy, y'all. But see, let 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 me break. 
let me break this down just a little bit here. Now, of course, establishing faith. Faith, that's big. It's necessary for the first step for anyone to become a disciple of Christ. Number two, laying the foundation. The focus of this early phase in the life of a believer is gaining a better understanding of who Christ is and how to follow him. Wow. Again, co-signing on what Apostle just said, equipping for ministry. In this phase, the disciple learns to serve each other and engage in ministry opportunities under the guidance of more mature believers. Now, before, let, let me put it out there. Before, I used to have a problem with that, you know, because I'm like, because I've been hurt. And all these leaders did to be dirty, all this stuff. So, but see, what I had to understand is that if I stopped putting my three cents in what God was trying to do for me, he will send the right man or woman in my life. See, I tried to mingle too much. I tried to get in the middle of what Christ had for me. I tried to be the one that instigated. I tried to be the one... To, to hit the hornet nest But guess what I kept getting stung Because why am I over there Hitting the hornet nest In the first place Without proper instruction And guidance See, And developing new leaders Now as a believer Processes in this phase We, we take responsibility For our spiritual growth And well So, to answer the question, not only does spiritual growth occur in phases, but it also involves two dimensions. I'm not talking about outer space. I'm talking about something you can actually sink your teeth in. Number one, equipping. Number two, restoration. The equipping equipping dimension includes building knowledge skills, and ability unto people's lives, while the restoration or restoring dimension refers to regaining the image of God by developing emotional and rational health. So, I'm going to stop right there. We also have to have a strong mental capacity. We can't be walling out we can't be going ham and cheese on our spouses or on the or at the people at church. If there's a chemical imbalance, it's okay to get some help. See, we're so taught we can pray it away, go to the altar, lay hands on it, do a praise break on it. But sometimes you need some professional help. And it's okay. You heard it from me. I don't have a problem with that. Sometimes you may or may not be able to pray it away. And this is where help comes. You need a professional to get that thing straight. Because guess what? You're going to stay arrested in your development. You're doing all this stuff for the kingdom of God. But you're still relapsing because you ain't get over the stuff that you're supposed to got over 20 years ago from a traumatic experience. Just saying. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. So the second dimension 
relates to our emotional and rational well-being. Now, this aspect is necessary because when a person comes to faith in Christ, he brings all of his baggage along with them. Wait, 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 wait. We bring our baggage. Yeah, of course you're going to bring your baggage. How do you expect to get over your mess when you don't bring your baggage with you? I'll wait. Just saying. Anyway, some of us bring little baggage. Some of us bring lots. But none of us has the emotional and rational health necessary to grow to full maturity in Christ as as it can be seen in the way Christ works with his disciples. God does not wait to complete the equipping dimension before he begins the work on the restoring. Now, a lot of people don't want to hear this part, but we have to be restored from our current situation. What is that, Thomas? What are you getting to? What are you, what are you, talk, what are you talking about? Well, I just said it. There's some things in our life that we went through. Just like Pastor Nehemiah, he wrote a book, The Spiritual Comeback. See, it's the same thing. We have to be men and women enough to understand that we not only need spiritual guidance, but we also need a physical Someone we can touch, someone that can hear us, and a lot of things. A lot of times, we need a professional counselor to do that. Oh, this is too heavy, Thomas. We're supposed to pray it away, and that's all. Well, we gotta go through all this stuff. But see, that's the problem right there. We're too busy trying to handle it on our own instead of getting the right tools so we could be more effective. In the kingdom of God That's why we stay locked up In our development Because we are too prideful To admit we need Help Uh oh Now because of our own Sinful nature And because we live in a fallen world We develop unhealthy Patterns of thinking And behaving As we make our own Thoughts in life. Many of these patterns develop as we try to protect ourselves from the inevitable hurts that come our way. God wants to restore us to emotional health. Uh oh. Not just so we can minister effectively for Him, but also primarily so that we can enjoy our relationship with him and others. There is no relational health without emotional health. Well, I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to need Apostle's professional opinion on this one. Apostle, do you truly believe that it is imperative that we take care of of our emotional health as believers and as leaders of the faith. You have the floor.
Are you there, Apostle? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I know he's talking about me. Yes. Uh, well, you know, again, you know, one thing I think we have to realize is when we talk about, you know, uh, needing uh, medical, it's, it's not all the time because there is something that you need prescriptions for or uh, you need, but, but there are some times that we need counseling. Counseling, and it doesn't mean that you're having a breakdown, but it does mean sometimes you cannot cope with certain things. And so when you can't cope mm-hmm. with certain things, you need to have somebody that can help you to be able to cope. And and that's a and that's an important part of uh, of uh, you know arrestedness has has a lot of uh, variations to it. And one of the variations is when we refuse to admit that I, I need some help. You know that that's part of an arrestedness. Uh, it's a denial, and, and that goes on a lot in church, where people feel like, you know, I, I don't need no, I don't, I don't need no help from nobody. I can get through this thing, but you can't get through. Usually, it takes somebody to help us through something, and and so, like I said earlier, when we first started this, everybody has a form of arrestedness. Everybody. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you're rich. Or I don't care if whatever. Everybody has a form of arrested development. And we need to we need to come to grips with that, and not you know poke our chests out and think we're better than everybody else, because we all come through some dysfunctions. We're all coming through dysfunctions, if not with right. anybody else, with ourselves. So so I, I think again we need to be uh, proactive and look at that person, look at yourself in that mirror, and and, and make a determination that you know what. I'm not where I thought I was, you know, and, and make a decision that I want to get some help from some some of the leaders, some of the saints, somebody that is, is a little more knowledgeable in, in some of this stuff than I am, and we're going to, you know, get, get ourselves together. And the truth goes a long way. And a lot of times we have not been true psalmist with uh, what we're dealing with. Everybody masks. Uh, a lot of people do a lot of masking, and and, and and it's terrible right now in the church because you got preachers masking, you, you got deacons masking, you got church mothers masking, you you got folk acting like everybody is just good, mm-hmm. and it's a lie. Oh, oh, well, Pastor Nehemiah. Since you're on a comeback, I would love your input on this, co-sign on what Apostle Walker just said. What is your take on this? Should we be emotionally free before we even walk in our purpose? Amen. So, uh, like you said before, that things are happening in stages of our lives, you know. Uh, and that's according to the natural. It comes with a sense of understanding that you have to really see how God has done this thing. You know, of course, in the spiritual, God has already completely freed us, given us everything that we truly need is already in us. For God said he breathed into man, so he breathed himself into us to give us the power, the dominion that we have. A lot of us are just going through that phase of life 
of trying to get rid of the disease of sin, to overcome the lie. And the lie seems so real that they can't overcome it. When we talk about emotional health, emotional health, we want to see what does it mean to be emotionally healthy. And all that means is that you have control over your thoughts, you have control over your feelings, you have control over your behavior. Okay? Most of us, like the man of, like the apostle said, uh, and like what was said before, we're constantly growing. So someone doesn't always have, they're not at the area to where they have it all complete in the natural. Yes, in the spiritual, yes. But in the natural, it might not play out like that. You might still see some people who will go off. That doesn't mean that you're not saved, that you're not a Christian, that you're off this path. Because Christ said it is done. But you have to get to this place to where God has said, which one of the fruits of the Spirit? Self-control. You have to have an understanding that you can control that emotion. When a stronghold comes to you, you have to revert to the Word of God and see what God's Word says about that. Then you can overcome it. You can overcome that thought. You can overcome that feeling. And like you said about the counseling, God's word is a counsel within itself. But if you can't receive it from God's word you, because you say that you don't understand because you don't have the faith to know that you can ask for understanding and it's given to you. So you say, okay, let me go to somebody else. Because a lot of people, one of the, another problem they have is that they don't believe God speaks to them. Yeah. They don't believe God speaks to them. And they've been taught to pray. And when they pray, they just talk. But they don't take time to listen, to even hear, what will God say? God tells us to travail, to wait. But a lot of people spend time in prayer. What, we pray at the dinner table? We pray before we go to bed at night sometimes? And we say a quick little prayer, now let me get in my bed. Let me say a quick prayer because I'm hungry. I want to eat. Don't let somebody pray over Thanksgiving and take a long time praying. There will be a fight in the whole house at Thanksgiving. So it's a lot of people who have respect of persons. They won't hear the man of God that's trying to trying to help them to try to, to say, hey, this is how you overcome. And they refuse to believe that that's how it's done because maybe they're too close to you or maybe they just don't have the faith. But to me, to, and not only what I'm saying just from me, but God has given us self-control. It comes with a place of really understanding what God has given you. And like you said earlier, Pastor Chris, what he's equipped you with, what you already have, the weapons you already have that can fight off all these things that's attacking you. But it takes a faith. And if you don't have a faith, then you have to humble yourself so when somebody else tells you, you can walk in that. That's right. That's right. Chaplain, same question, man. Man, I'm going to get a little personal here and, um, you know, reiterate 2010, went through a uh, very devastating, well, 2009, went through, a, went through a very devastating family tragedy. And then the next year, uh, my wife at the time decided that God failed us and she left me and seven kids. So when I'm hearing this type of topic in terms of the emotions and getting help, I did not want to get help, but it was starting to make me bitter 
It was starting to make me be controlled by anger and wrath. And I would begin to get verbally abusive with my children. And it got to the point where I had to get the help. And that was a very humbling, very humbling time in my life. And I got consultations for almost two years. And that was a very transformation time in my life. Transforming, renewing, uh, understanding forgiveness, understanding uh, wholeness, and just going to another dimension in that. Even though I was in ministry for years, it didn't matter. I needed help. And I couldn't pray myself through. I couldn't fast myself through. So this is a very important, important topic you're talking about here because I had to get the help. And it was it was outstanding. It was refreshing. It was healing. Um, but it, it, was, it required me to receive and, and humble myself. And because I, we can't live by anger. We can't let that control us. We can't let sensuality control us. The emotion has got to come under subjection of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by our emotions, uh, not by sensuality, not by anything else. And I was not in that posture until I got the help, and then everything began to shift for me. But it took uh, reaching out, receiving the help, and then implementing those biblical things, those practical things in my life to get restoration in Jesus' name. So that was a very, very good topic, and and your brother said some powerful things, and uh, I just had to make it a little more transparent because I went through that process even just a little over a decade ago. Amen. Well, you're not the only one, Chaplain, that has been through. Because I got the T-shirt, the hat, and the MP3. But the good thing about it is, man, (laughs) when we realize that God is bigger than the situation and we put mm. our pride aside to get the help, that's when Amen. breakthrough happens. That's when yes. development happens. That's yes. when open doors happen. See, we got to get rid of our pride. See, that's our biggest obstacle as men, our pride. Especially if we've accomplished stuff, we did this, we did that, our ego gets smashed, and we ready to hide under a rock. Been there, done that. But see, what yeah, I had amen. to understand is that I'm bigger than that. That God can take my little fragile ego, put it together, put some crazy glue on it, so it's going to take a little bit of tougher, tough situation to crack it, because when you get crazy glue on stuff, you can barely get it off your fingers. Just saying. But see, my point is this. As in all other areas in our life, we have to understand that Jesus is our model of emotional and rational well-being. It is an understatement to say that not everyone liked him. Uh Uh-oh. But the way he related to his friends and foes alike was healthy. His words and actions were categorized by integrity, purity, and honesty. His emotions betrayed integrity as well. Now, 
because of the hurts of our past, this is what happens. We we stay in this in this cage in our mind, and it results in be- protective behavior. Like if I come to if I come to Apostle and Apostle asks me some personal questions, I automatically get defensive because I ain't get over it. See, I'm glad that I can freely talk about my stuff because see. You're able to break people free. See, we have this stigma as church folks or as leaders that we walk a perfect life. Nothing bothers us. We we floating on clouds and all this nonsense. Well, I hate to break it to you. We're just as human as you. The difference is you have to learn how to be disciplined in what your emotions are. Give it to God, not give it to yourself. Give it to God, and he will guide you to the way you're supposed to talk, walk, act, and and react to others and your other peers. I've been there. It just was a year ago, and God's been doing awesome work in my life. But I had to get out the way, and I had to look in the mirror. The only way I will change the way I think to change the way I live is if I look in the mirror and put pride aside and let God lead me. Just saying. So, in a believer's life, it's all about relationships. Well, some people beg to differ, but I'm really starting to agree with this. That relationships in the body matter. Especially when you're a man or woman of God. Because it's lonely. It's by, you're by yourself. You, you, if you go through something, can I actually call on somebody and say, I don't need you to be apostle today. I need you to be Forrest. I need you to be ne- uh, Nehemiah today. I don't need your mantle. I need a man to talk to right now. Could we do that? And a lot of us have a problem with doing that. Now, when we place our faith in Christ's family, we enter relationships with him automatically. We also become a part of his family. So the God I serve won't leave you hanging. He won't leave you stuck like Chuck. He will always guide you or, or you'll find a light or a door that's cracked open that you can walk through because God's got your back. It may not feel like it sometimes. It may not. It may feel that God is so far away, or you did something so bad that God can't forgive you. But let me tell you something: if you give your stuff up to God, if He could change Paul, if He could change Saul to Paul, what makes you think He can't change you? And what what Chaplin does, he sees men like this. He can see what God can do to a man that is prison stone cold hard and then be delivered and set free and be made a weapon for the kingdom of God. That's the type of God we serve. That's the type of God that will break the chain. He can do it. He will guide you with the right people. He will give you the right tools. 
as long as you get out the way and constantly look at yourself in the mirror to be Christ-like, he can do the impossible in your life. The good news is that these wonderful relationships that we develop in time can be demonstrated in our life. Iron sharpens iron is not just a cliche. It's something for leaders, ministers, regular Joe, deacon, whatever you are. Iron sharpens iron is biblically and spiritually and emotionally sharpening each other up. It's not just a cliche. So, here's the last question on the table, and then we're going to close out the show. So, we hear iron sharpens iron. Why is it such a problem for the body of believers to do it? Pastor Nehemiah, you go first, then chaplain, then apostle. You put the icing on the cake, and then we'll close. Amen. So, uh, I, iron sharpens iron. Why is it so hard for us to do that? And I believe it's because it's in the thing itself. Iron sharpens iron. And so many of us are not iron. We'll go mm. to somebody else and, and expect them to be iron, and we want to be sharpened, but they're not iron. So many people, when, we, we, when we're dull and we need somebody to help us to become sharp in a situation, we'll go to that person that really doesn't have your best interest in mind. They're not being iron at it. Uh, they probably don't care what you're going through. And sometimes maybe they do care, but maybe they're sick. Maybe they're this. For you to really go to somebody that's iron, uh, iron can't change its substance. That metal has to always be that metal and stay that consistently. And some of us, we want mm. to go to the iron, but we know that it's going to be painful. When those two metals rub mm. up against each other, that's friction. That's pain. You can't expect to be sharpened if you don't want to be hurt. And a lot of us don't want the pain. We don't want to be hurt. So we do want to go to somebody. And I'll give you an example. This is, with, this is within my own self. I know I had that, Pastor Chris, what you talked about, that very same thing. I have a, 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 a dad that's very spiritual, that's, that's a man of God. Not just spiritual, but a man of faith. He believes in Christ, and, and he believes in it wholeheartedly. And so sometimes coming to him, I said, hey, I want to speak to my dad sometimes. I'm going through a situation of pain. I want to speak to somebody. I just want to vent. I want to talk to somebody. But him being that consistent metal refuses to change state. Like our God, he doesn't change or come down to your level. He, he'll be who he is. You have to enter into his gate, into his court. He's not going to enter into yours. So when we come, we have to come with a bowed-down, humble nature. Seeking God's ultimate help. And we have to listen to what it, what he says, what his word says, and who he's going to be. And then we can be sharpened. Then we get sharp. We won't be rubbing up against another dull metal or something else that's not even metal because it has changed state. So it's no longer iron going up against iron. You got copper going up against aluminum. Nothing's going to be done. There's not going to be any friction. There's weakness there. But there has to be a strong state. Both people have to come into a state of strongness and strength, which causes, which starts with obedience. That I have to humble myself, 
come to a certain level in a realization of what God's word says and then go. Uh-oh, he dropped off. Go ahead, chaplain. Take it away. Why is it so hard for us to iron sharpens iron? Your thoughts? Well, I think about David and Jonathan, um, two very uh, unique young men. Jonathan had no business trying to help David when Jonathan, by by law and by uh, uh, his, his genealogy, should have been king, not David. But God chose David, and they were able to sharpen each other because they both were willing to make the sacrifice for the betterment of the kingdom of God. And when you meet people that's not willing to do that, there will not be any sharpening, you know. Um, that you have to be able to be in agreement. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? Um, and, and so those sacrifices are not there. They're not bearing their cross. And it's not about the gospel. It's not about the kingdom. It's not about the love of God. How can we sharpen each other? You know, um, there's, 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 there has to be that foundation and the mindset. Um, and it has to be all about the Lord. And not about us. And if that's the case, we're going to do it God's way, and we're going to shock at each other. But if it's not there, it's impossible to happen. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor Nehemiah. Finish what you were saying, man. You dropped off. Hey, man, I'm sorry about that, y'all. Sometimes this bill comes over me. <laughs> you know, I might grip my phone amen, and amen. hit the wrong button. But I praise God in the the. the the thing to where iron sharpens iron, we definitely have to be, just like with the man of God that says, we have to be true to the word of God, okay? We can't outstep the bounds of it. And so many times, you know, we can go to people, and I'm not even just saying that, you know, people are at fault. Some people have real things going on in their life that they're trying to overcome themselves, and we go to them seeking to, you know, to get better, you know, which is okay. But that's why it's, the, the, it's a song that says, uh, take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, it's something that we could have, uh, we could have, uh, uh, we could have dodged, we could have ducked, we could have like, you know, maneuvered around if we just took it to the Lord in prayer. You know, and, and when you're seeking somebody, the first thing to be sharpened is that you want to make sure that that person is a person of prayer, that they have a strong relationship with God and that you know them. You have to know them, not just say, I acknowledge you because I know this brother. He goes to my church. I see him, so I know him. No, that word know is an intimate thing. You have to know what something is, and sometimes you have to try spirits by the spirit to really see, is that iron? So, amen. That's what I got to say. Amen. Apostle, bring the bill yes, milkshake and put a stamp on it. It's an inside joke. Well, that's our favorite restaurant. You, 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 ahead, you know, you know what what we do, brothers. We again, we're, we're good at quoting scripture, and we're we're good at quoting phrases. You know, iron supposed to sharpen iron. It's supposed to, but you know, in order to make iron tough, it has to go through a lot of heat. It has to be tempered. Nice. It has to be cooled. Has to be cooled right, and it, it has to be under the heat right. And you can't heat it too fast. You can't cool it too fast. And so, uh, other words, you know, you, you fight with something iron, it, it'll break off. And and, and so, uh, we we 
we, we need to understand that this is the way we are. We, we, cannot, we cannot just simply be a, a, a phrase. We can't just simply be a terminology where we say all of these things, but we're not trying to live all of this. In, in order to really be earned, I'm telling you, we have to avail ourselves unto God, where God can have, where God got to have the, the, the preeminence in, in our life. He has to have the preeminence. And when God has the preeminence, man, there's nothing we cannot do because we give God the preeminence. But if, if God doesn't have the preeminence, then we're going to find our, ourselves failing. And so so uh, I've learned to get out of this thing about, uh, you know, it's a phrase, iron sharpens iron, but I would, you know, some people, they can never sharpen me. They, they, they can never do it because, one, they're not in the Word of God. They're not pliable. It, it doesn't mean that you have to know everything, but uh, I think part of that is, again, as I just said earlier, when, when you have the iron is tempered right, it's able to take hits and yet stay flexible enough where, where it's not breaking. You got a lot of people that break when they're hit with something that doesn't go for what they are. That's, that's, that has to do with their maturity. Uh, it has to do with how they were, uh, how they were forged, if you will, how they were forged. And, and so, you know, this is a very, uh, I mean, there's a lot of components to, to all of this, but, but I think psalmist in, in the long and the short, uh, sir, it's, it's more. It's more than words. It's more than words. It's oh, more yeah. than just simply saying something. And and some people, they're trying to live something, and they've done an injustice because they're trying to live something that people have told them, but they haven't experienced it, and they haven't been forged in it. Mm. Well said, sir. See, considering these teachings, right? See, Apostle brought out a good point, and see. What I've learned in my spiritual development, and I still am growing, but I understand the position of the heat. Because sometimes you got to be uncomfortable in order to be molded the way God designed you to be. Sometimes you got to be cooled the right way so you can be hardened enough to deal with the nonsense that you deal with with the devil and the world. See, there's a lot of sense to that. See, we just want to say iron sharp and iron, that's it. And I'm glad Apostle brought that detail out because it's, it takes shape. This thing we do, what we preach, how we are, the mindset of Christ, it is like being in the fire. We have to be pressed. We have to go through the fire in order for us to walk in our purposes, in order for us to have better marriages, better ministries, what have you. We have to walk in the heat and be willing to be made. But that's the problem. We don't want to be made. We want the quick fix stuff. We want the name it and claim it popcorn two-minute microwave nonsense. It's a process, family. I hate to break it to you. It's a process. And in order for you to be consistent, in order for you to have progress, 
in order for your spiritual growth to grow evidence in all areas of your life, we got to die to ourselves. Period. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm done. So, gentlemen, final thoughts, and we're going to get out of here today. So we start with you, Pastor Nehemiah, then Chaplain, then we close it off with the Apostle. You have the floor. Amen. So, you know, this arrested development, it's a lovely topic that we're talking about, you know, and to recognize that we are constantly growing once we come to faith. You know, uh, a lot of people like to think about how old we are, but, you know, really you're you're old when you get reborn. That's your new age. For the believers, when you accepted Christ, that's when you was born again. And so at that point, everything you knew before, Paul says he counted it as dumb, even though he knew everything. And if you don't know what that word dumb is, you have an iPhone, a smartphone, look it up and see what it says it is. And that's exactly what it is. Everything you've been learned, you learned before, before you got born again, that is dumb, you know. You don't allow that stuff that is ungodly to keep you in a place to where you don't experience the freedom in which Christ has made you free. For the believer, be able to grow, be humble, be willing to hear from the men and women of God. That's why God has put us in certain positions. Don't be someone who can't receive. Allow somebody to restore you. Allow it. Allow yourself to be restored. That's the number one thing. Before you even look at somebody else, look within yourself and realize that God has equipped you and you know that you can do it because God believes in you. He loves you. So allow yourself to be restored. Don't hold on to these notions in the ways that the world has taught you. You have been conformed. We all have been conformed to the way of this world. We have to erase that thinking, thinking, and be renewed. Be renewed. Be changed. Have a new mindset. And always remember, take it to the Lord in prayer. Prayer is communication. Think about how you would feel if someone never talked, never allowed you to talk, but they always spoke. How would you feel? Now think about how God feels when you pray. Amen. Amen. Chaplain. Final thoughts. Amen. Colossians 3 says, If we be risen with Christ, set our affections on things above. Christ Jesus seated at the right hand of God. That's what we got to aim for, beloved. I'm aiming for it after 26, almost 27 years of serving and grace to God I experienced in my life. I never want to have the attitude that I arrived. I stay hungry. I discipline myself. I model myself after the apostles and the prophets of old and learn from them and learn from men like apostles who has years experience. And you know, I never met him, but I hear the wealth of death in his spirit. And the young pastor, Nehemiah, I think he's a very special young man that's going to do great things for the kingdom. Never met you, but I discerned your spirit, my brother. And when I first heard 
Pastor Chris, I had to find out who he was and connect with him so I could pray with him and let God do what he's going to do. So that's what it's about. We need these topics. We need these, these discussions. It's edifying. Those who will hear it will grow if we apply it in Jesus' name. Amen. Apostle, final thought. Yes, sir. Well, listen, brother, uh, I've made it my business to use my experience not over the Word of God. I mean, I'm going to use my experience, what I've learned through the Word of God, and I'm able to transfer that to other people in, in, in the teaching way. And, uh, you know, and that, that that's my goal. That, that's my goal. That's my heart. And uh, I'm, I'm committed to uh, the psalmist. To, to help him do uh, what he's doing, and like I say, my, my days is people dying at, at my my age and younger. But I'm, I'm gonna bless God to the day I'm done. Don't know what kind of time frame I'm on, but I'm not gonna think about that. But uh, I'm just blessed to be with you, brother. Hopefully, uh, I can be able to uh, you know communicate with everybody, and uh, we can touch base somewhere in the near future. But Psalmist, God bless you. You're doing a good job, sir, sir, and blessings to you. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much, man. And um, I'm, I'm just excited about what God's doing. And I'm excited that I can finally get Chris out the way so I can be truly forged in the spirit of God and be forged with great Amen. men and women and, and you gentlemen such as yourself taking the time out of your schedules to come on the show with me to share what God is doing in this season. I, I don't take that lightly, and I thank each and every one of you for doing that because Sundays are busy days for preachers. So just saying. But again, God bless all of you, and thank you so much for coming on the show. So family, Amen. we are done. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. We, we, we're running out of time. We can't stay on the radio all day. We got things to do. I'm just saying. But anyway, you can watch the replay on our Facebook page. Just go to TPV Radio, and you can watch the replay. Just saying. Or go to our website, www.tpvradio.com, and you can press the link and listen to the show there. There's many ways to listen to the show. So, family, don't forget to vote. My last plug, go to thecelloawards.com. Go to Radio Ballot. Go to Category 5. Look for the Thomas Voice Radio Network, Pastor Chris Newton. And you can click, then send the ballot. Share it to your friends. Share it to your family. Pookie, JJ, all of them. We appreciate you. Thank you so very much. So, family, we are out of here. So we're going to be taken out with this song from Dietrich Hatton's Sick World. He is also on the Stella Awards for the nomination. So, again, family, be blessed. We'll see you next Sunday. And you are more than you think and greater than you heard. Be blessed, family. We'll see you next week.
know you heard me And we can't stand and lose nobody else I'm glad we're gone, 2020 up out the way I'm praying the future will bring us better days And it ain't hard to say goodbye to yesterday Cause we lost too many soldiers along the way We lost Chadwick, king of Wakanda Bobby and Gigi, ooh, we lost the mamba Like the whole world is going up yonder But I know you're watching us from up there Let your people know you still care Send your love now to clear the air Just wanna be whole like 
Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.